0: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up,
1: everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host
3: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
4: we are live here on in-game live on the sports grid our number two kevin walsh And George Kurtz with you guys up until 4 o'clock today, uh, which is when a lot of other action will be starting, so we will take these two hours to get you set for it. But we are also following along here with the main game right now. That is the Milwaukee Bucks against the Orlando Magic, 50-34. Just a shade under seven minutes left in this first half. The number is up to 20 and a half. That the Bucks are favored by oh me oh my that total there is two twenty eight and a half and this though is a very special game because it is on the big screen for George Kurtz who is watching Giannis put forward good performances but
5: also airballing. You know, it's funny. Uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, when you do in game live during the week, uh, I cut your show. Uh, hmm. But anyway, I video, I video clip your show. And uh, I know you're uh, I you know, I'm doing, I'm doing the math. I know the other night you were happy because the math ended up at 100. And I was just doing the same thing when you said the over okay. is 228. I'm like, they're at 88 now, and six, minutes in the, uh, six, six minutes up in the second quarter. They're probably going to get, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do the math in my head. Is the over a good bet here at 228? You know, it's, it's just funny how it works out here. Even though I'm not a basketball guy, I'm still looking for the, the angle to bet here. Where is the math right to go the over here? And uh, yeah. it's a little tough to do while well, the show's going on here, do the correct math here. But it does seem to be the math is correct. Now one thing I know, since I don't watch the game anymore is I don't know what happens in garbage time and this game gets out of hand and the starters then tend to come out. I also don't know if teams are down I mean, do they score easy points like we see in the NFL and stuff like that, where you know it's easy to go put them down or, or do they lose heart too and it's uh you know they're throwing a bunch of three point bricks. And what is going on now? We have a we have a scuffle here. Ah, oh no, it's a hockey I'm so game far behind. Out. This
4: George, they gave you everything you've ever wanted. I'm so far behind on my stream. This is unfortunate. Oh no, <laughs> who's fighting? George doesn't know the players well enough to
5: tell me who's fighting. Who's fighting, George? It was number 20 on, on Milwaukee, I can tell you that. Oh, Williams, okay, I see his name's at the okay. bottom of the jersey. Marvin the Williams,
4: not, not that and, relevant, okay. And who? Kids.
5: Oh, James Ennis. Yeah. Oh, I see it. Ooh. Oh, a clash. I was just Ooh. pushing. It
4: no. Oh, wait a minute. I think he like basically hit his own coach, James Ennis. He did. He pushed his own coach down. Yeah. When you get ejected for hitting your own coach, it's a, it's a bad
5: move. I'm just I'm just gonna. I feel good. Actually, that this he is coach actually more fell. I'm seeing the replay now. His coach actually okay. fell. He may have hit him on the, on the wrist here as he pushed things away, but his coach actually fell. He did not push his coach down. This is a- Wow. This is great. I love basketball. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of George's tune. I didn't know. He's just watching all these NBA playoff games waiting for the next fight. He's like, "What's going on? Where's the fight?
5: <laughs> they
4: fight in oh, basketball. This is great. Yeah, that is so fu- that works out so well. That's a full shove for Marvin Williams. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're both gone. Now, again, I'm, I'm behind, but, like, they're both definitely going to be gone is my assumption there. And if anybody wants to know, the answer is no. There is no live angle to either James Ennis or Marvin Williams being tossed out of this game. I mean, James Ennis... Yeah, James Ennis does start, as opposed to Marvin Williams, who does not, and is far less important. But, like, also, this is the thing. So James Ennis would matter more. It's 22 and a half for the bucks. Like, there's nothing to worry about there. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. If I were to think one team is going to be more riled up by this, it's the team that's up by 19 points. That feels good about themselves. That's laughing. That knows that they're not in trouble because Marvin Williams is going to get tossed, and that will get out there I don't and run the and
5: run. Really? Uh, both players are still in the huddle with their coaches. It doesn't look like they were thrown out. And they both—they both look at they you know looking at a, a screen or uh, whatever they use yeah. to run, run plays. Yeah, they're both in the huddles with their coaches. They still are. So I don't think they were thrown out. Surprising. Mm-hmm. Then again, I don't uh, – uh, the refs are still huddling, by the way. They were also yeah, huddling. Yeah, okay. I yeah, see so that. I keep see it it keeps showing
4: that, that clip there of James Ennis kind of bashing his arm down. Now, yeah. he's trying to get Marvin Williams off of him for grabbing the jersey, but if he makes any contact with the ref there – It didn't like,
5: look like he did. Listen, I'm, I'm a hockey ref. I get it. You can't touch a ref. It didn't yeah. look like he touched the ref, but he was real close. Mm-hmm. The ref, the ref may think he did because I'm sure something had to hit the ref, maybe even the the coach's hand. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, the, the ref started to fall a little bit. Yeah, I don't think he. I mean, the the coach definitely touches the ref on the way down, so the the coach might, the ref might think it, uh, it was the player that touched them.
0: Yeah, they're I, I mean, the
5: too, they're talking to people. So we'll see here. but uh, yeah, these guys may be gone after all. Yeah, I think. I would be pretty surprised if these guys
4: stayed in the game. Just from the way the NBA has been, all things considered. See, I look, you get two minutes. You get to go sit two minutes in a box, you're fine. I got to tell you something, George. The other day I was watching a game, and it occasionally it will, like, be one of these, like, outer, like, those, like, galaxy brain moments where I was just watching the two dudes in hockey fight, and I go, it's really weird that this is just a normal thing, that, like, this fight, like I don't know about you, George, okay, but this fight are, would not be an insignificant moment in my life, okay. And these guys are like, "Yep, let's do it." Hey, okay, penalized for two minutes. Back out on the ice.
5: It's their job. I mean, uh, these. Uh, they, I don't think they do it as much now as they did back in the day, but they are. Uh, so they are both gone. Yeah, we're being told now. So both uh, well, guys, nice. Well, hope you had fun playing for a quarter and a half. You're done. Go enjoy your Saturday, uh, but yeah, in and, uh, and hockey, they used to practice fighting. These guys, you know fighters would, would practice fighting. They'd be boxing. They would have uh, you know hire boxers that uh, train them in fighting. Uh, fighting on skates, by the way, is incredibly difficult. It uh, gets real tired real quick. It is not easy. So uh, it's not that in, in the game as much anymore. You'd be lucky to get one fight per game now, uh, Whether you like that or not. I'm not going to get into that. But uh, they've they've taken a big uh, a lot of it out of the game in uh, the NHL, or they don't want that. I mean, yeah, you're wearing a uh, face mask now. It's required of everybody, so what's the point of fighting? I'm going to throw a punch in my, cut my hand on a face, mask you're not going to hit anybody in the face anymore. And if you throw an uppercut and you miss the face, you hit that thing, you get, you're going to slice your hand open. So uh, a lot of this is not even really worth it for the most part.
4: Yeah. I, I mean, and again, like these instances in the NBA are very rare. I always love, now what, again, I'm, I'm a little bit behind, but there's a quick exchange like Marvin Williams was walking off the court and he's like talking. I, I think the James Ennis, and they do this all the time in the NBA where they're like, they come, they very sincerely, they're like, hey, listen, if you'd like to fight, like I will be here, like you can talk. And like they're, I love that. I just saw James Ennis mouth to himself. I didn't do anything. It's the best. Like that's the difference, right? In hockey, they kind of wear it, right? But in the NBA, they're not supposed to do it. So then they try and go, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything.
5: Well, in okay. hockey, they'll fight just to change momentum, right? I mean, that's uh, so wild me. You know? That's well, so wild. Right. Listen, we all fight. I'm gonna. I'm not an NBA guy. I see a fight, I get pumped up. You know, so yeah, it makes yeah, sense, yeah, It pumps up. It pumps up the crowd. The crowd's dead. Start a fight. Start a fight. Right. And the issue I never have a problem with that. As long as you're fighting another fighter, a guy who can fight, then fine. Don't fight somebody who can't fight. Don't find the yeah. smallest guy in the team. Guys, never dropped a glove in his life. That's you can't do that. You know, that, but as long as you're fighting someone else there who knows how to drop the gloves, a willing combatant, shall we say, a guy who's not afraid to drop? Go. Sure. Oh. Most of the time, it's just, you know, nothing's happening during a fight anyway. It looks great. A lot of punches on, they're all being missed. You know, you're a lot of, like, tugging and grabbing on the jersey and all that, but nothing's happening. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, uh, it's really, it looks a lot worse than it actually is. But like I said, as long as you got two men, willing combatants, they both wanted to go, let them go. Have fun
4: mm mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I'm seeing right now 58 34. We need uh, depending on when you got it, two or three more points here to get over this first half number. Uh, the Magic haven't scored since the incident, and it, and again, it's just you can kind of see the vibe around the two teams. The Magic are like, oh, why are we still here? This is annoying. Who cares? James Ennis is gone. Fine. And the Bucks are like, yeah, let's fight. These guys stink. Let's beat them up. Like kind of vibe to it. So. This is going to get out of hand. Unfortunately, like our only real options likely for the rest of this game, will be taking a look um, at a total in a couple of regards here, because I don't think anybody's going to want to lay 25 and a half, which is where this number is going, which is where this, I didn't even look at that. As I said that this numbers at 25 and a half, I don't think people are going to be looking to lay that. And conversely, I don't know how many people don't really want to take 25 and a half with this magic team. Like, I guess, George. I'll ask you, like, if you were just like, "Yeah, I'm making an NBA bet. I got 25 and a half points on my side. Cool." Or is it like, "No, I need to win this bet, and this team looks terrible."
5: Well, from watching the game, I mean, uh, my thoughts. It's. Like I said, I'm not a basketball guy. From watch the game, the Bucks are kicking their butt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not a close game right now. Everything I'm seeing is going their way. They're playing better. They're hitting shots. The, the Magic aren't. Uh, but 25 and a half. <laughs> uh, it comes down to my I, I don't know the game enough. Well, what happens in garbage time? I mean, just so you know, uh, a team being up 32, well, I've seen wild score change in the, in the NBA all the time. There's a team being up 32 become 17 real quick because the other team just doesn't care? Then they'll put in their regulars again, then uh, they'll solidify out the game. So that would be my problem. That I don't know it well enough uh, to make that kind yeah. out of 20, not a, a total bet, sure. And right now, I'd probably lean under, actually, more than anything else. But uh, as far as laying 25 and a half, no, that's not something I would do.
4: Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where the garbage time, if it's like 30, then nobody will care. Because they're not going to make enough of a dent to come back with 30, right? Like that happened the other day in Lakers-Blazers. But the problem is, just a bunch of bad players taking bad shots. Right, So you could be as on pace as you'd like. But yesterday, I the other, or two days ago, I had a Lakers second-half team total that lost by a point because they played too well in the third quarter. And it was nothing but bench players for the fourth quarter. So that's why second half, I love, I love, Jordan. Betting NBA at the half, in blowouts, it's a lot harder. Especially if you don't think the team that's getting blown out has any real life in them. Uh, it's it's going to be very difficult here. Unfortunately, our lone game on the slate uh, might be put to bed uh, by the half, which is
5: uh, – eh, it was always possible with these two. It's par for the course for our Saturday show, right? You know, yeah. Sunday's always goes, goes great. Saturday, we generally, we generally get stuff like this. but the games aren't very interesting or the slate is small, to put it nicely.
3: But it is what it is. Yeah.
1: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: We are live right here on Endgame Live on the Sports Grid. Feel free to hit us up over on Twitter. Let us know what you guys are on today. You can find George at George Kurtz. You can find myself at the Kevin Walsh. Now, George, we are three minutes uh, we've got three minutes left here in this first half. And you know this Be on the show a couple of times with me uh, when it comes to the NBA. I never feel comfortable. Never mind. Nice. It made me look silly for even starting that sentence. I was going to say, I almost get less comfortable with bets the more patently obvious it becomes how miserable of a beat it would be if it were not to come home. But as I was making uh, finishing that sentence, Three-point shot from Pat Connaughton, 61 points from the box in the first half with 2.46 to go. If you had 59.5, if you had 60.5, that uh, a cash. Awesome to see that. Uh, we will take a look at those halftime lines. But, George, uh, you know, as we have a lot of freedom here on the show, I have the opportunity to even be a little bit selfish now because I've got uh, one of my favorite people to listen to when it comes to fantasy football alongside me in yourself. So – I'm just gonna go straight for a question that strictly pertains to my fantasy team. I don't know if it'll help anybody but I don't care. So I'm in a league where <laughs> I'm just being honest I don't care <laughs> like I I want I've asked a bunch of people about this I do need more advice though decision time is coming. So I'm in a 12 team league uh, I, I, me and a buddy are, are we share the team we won the league last year and for winning the league you get to pick your draft position and the player of your choosing at that spot. So basically, you get the first pick anywhere you want in the draft. And now that's your draft spot for the rest of the thing. So if you want, you can take Christian McCaffrey at 12, right? So for years, we had been like, these people are ridiculous. I cannot believe this. Like, every year, like, the people who would win, they would go like, six like i want to be in the middle and i'm like you have the chance to get the best player in fantasy at 12 so we had kind of talked so much trash we had but no choice So now we pick 12 okay so we're going to be on the turn the question though is right knowing that we get to take the number one overall pick here at 12 would you go for ceiling floor zeke who tested positive for covid and that is probably not going to be able to miss any time because of covid like is it McCaffrey, no doubt, or should we be considering
5: other people? It's McCaffrey, no doubt. All right, that, that's uh, that's the easy part of that question. Uh, McCaffrey mm-hmm. is by far the number one player, and and I haven't seen anyone other than McCaffrey go. Uh, number one overall, even in super flex leagues, which I much prefer super flex leagues. I think uh, every league should be a super flex. There's plenty of good quarterbacks out there uh, where everybody should be starting to. But McCaffrey goes first in those leagues as well. If you have six points for a touchdown pass, he's still going number one over anybody else. Listen, I like Barkley. And Barkley would be my number two, by the way, in uh, more normal leagues, not Elliott. Elliott would be three there. Uh, I think those are your top three players there. But I think there is somewhat of a gap between McCaffrey and Barkley, and Elliott. McCaffrey, listen, we all know what he can do. He can catch the ball in the back so he can run between the tackles. He's going to get touchdowns. He's going to the focal point of that offense. The Carolina Panthers have no defense. None, nil, nada. There's a reason they uh, – NFL draft last April, they had seven draft picks. They took seven defenders. There's a reason for that. They have no defense. They're going to play a lot of high-scoring games. Their offense is – it's not the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's good. It's, it, Teddy Bridgewater gives them a solid quarterback. Brantley doesn't like to throw the ball to the secondary, but he's solid quarterback there. Samuel, you know, they have some good wide more. They have some good wide receivers there. You want uh, Christian McCaffrey. My only question is really, where, what slot do you take? I have never had a, heard a league like this. I've heard a league where you can pick your slot, but not pick the player and mm-hmm. the slot. That is, yeah. uh, it's. I, I like stuff like this. Okay, I like mm-hmm. leagues that put a little, little, flavor into it. I kind of enjoyed that. <laughs> so when you, it's funny how my mind works. You talk about this, I'm like, oh, well, where would I go? Because my first thought was also, you know what? Generally in a league, you want the number one pick. Statistics tell you. And of all the leagues, if you have the number one pick, that that person finishes first most often. Second, finishes second. Third, third. That's what the numbers tell you. So you always want the number one pick. But if you can't get the number one, I generally do like to pick in the middle. I don't want to be on the end of any long run. So I understand I want the sixth pick. I want the seventh pick. But Mm -hmm. I like bookends as well. You get yeah. two, two picks in a row here. You'd have two. To, you'd have the number one guy, and you'd have two of the top 13. I don't know if I could pass that up. I just don't know if I could pass. I'd have Christian McCaffrey. You're probably not going to get Michael Thomas. I assume he's going to go. I assume he'll yeah. go there, but you get, you're going to get a top three wide receiver, more than likely, top five at worst, depending on mm-hmm. if the league goes a little wide receiver nuts here. I think I would take the bookends at twelve and thirteen. I want two of the top thirteen players and I'll work from there.
4: Yeah, and that's kind of my just thought process in in making that move is when we talk about value, right? So if Christian McCaffrey finishes as the best player in fantasy and you take him at one, you know, obviously that's valuable, but that's kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like that was bang on. If you take Christian McCaffrey at six, right, and he finishes then as the Sixth best player, okay, cool, and he finishes anywhere above that. But now, at the 12th pick, I am hopefully taking the best player in fantasy. I now have, in my opinion, George, a lot of breathing room with what I do with my next pick, because I have hit now basically such a grand slam
5: at 12. I love your thinking there. You can even listen. Let's say uh, I make this a chance. Maybe your league's a little different than most. With all right, Thomas goes. Hopkins went. Adams went. A whole bunch of wide receivers did go in the first round. By a whole bunch, I mean three to five. That would be a lot. But let's say they did go. Well, you know what? You got McCaffrey, so you're already ahead of the ball game here. At 13, you can go. You know, I didn't, all right. There's not that top wide receiver staring at me, but Kittle and Kelsey are there. You can get the top tight end. Now, I'm assuming your league doesn't award bonus points for a tight end. If they did, you would take the other tight end here, without a doubt. But with standard of a tight end here, Kittle or Kelsey, odds are one would be there, especially if all those wide receivers are going. And because you have McCaffrey and because wide receiver is so deep, you say, you know what, I'll take Kittle or Kelsey. You know, I I would have uh, Kelsey over Kittle there, touchdowns. And I trust the, uh, obviously, I trust the KC offense more than I trust the San Francisco offense. But you'd be uh, okay to do that. And you can even, like you said, you're, you're ahead of the game. You can even go, well, you know what those wide receivers were taken. This running back fell. Mm-hmm. You know, this running back is here staring at me. I, I got a top eight running back that's staring at me. And once you know running back, by the time you go again at the end of the third round, or top of the third round, I should say, running backs are going to be dead. You know, they're mostly going to be gone if you actually would be the end of the third round. Uh, you know, so not going to be anybody left, but you'd have top top two running backs Taken care of already wide receivers deep you can find wide receivers all throughout your draft and if you don't take a tight end in the first three rounds by the way you can wait on that as well because that gets very iffy it's not not great but if you're not going to take if you're not going to take kittle or kelsey in round one two Ertz, andrews shortly after that then you might as well wait eight rounds eight nine ten because they after that they they all muddle there's no really really yeah. reason to grab them here so that's what i love about your your, your little draft philosophy here is you have. Any one of a number of directions you can go, depending on what happens with your other 11 picks in the first round. Like I said, I would probably lean towards that top wide receiver. That's what I want. But if they all go, if three or four go, then you may be sitting in pretty with the, oh, my God, I can't believe it's running back. that I would have taken eighth overall is sitting here at number 13.
4: Yeah. Yeah, like I'm trying to – so the league for a while was one of – you know, it's it's a home league, right? So for a while there were, you know, you could bank on about one or two QBs around one. That last year did change a bit and it certainly kind of it did throw me off some. I was like, oh, we're not doing this anymore. No one's we're not doing, you know. This year though, with how good Lamar was and how much hype there is with Mahomes, I'm wondering if those guys go before we pick at 13. That's kind of and now I might be kind of foolishly hoping and and my draft strategy won't rest on that, George. But, you know, I know that you obviously play in expert leagues, but home leagues as well. Do you think that that, the idea that both Lamar and Mahomes are more likely to go in round one is fair? Or do you feel like the fantasy community has done such a, I guess, good job, if you will, talking about waiting on quarterback that you're just, it's going to be very rare where you see any uh, of those quarterbacks go in round one?
5: In a regular league, a one quarterback league, you would hope quarterbacks don't go in round one. Really, they shouldn't go in round two. Uh, once again, uh, when I say regular league, I mean a one quarterback league. Four points for a touchdown pass. If you're a super flex league, or it's six points for a touchdown pass, or you have some other weird rules that benefit the quarterback, then this discussion really goes goes by the boards. so then you can take a quarterback earlier on. If I was in a super flex league, yeah, I'd be tempted to take Mahomes. I absolutely would be. If I'm going to six points for a touchdown pass league, I'm tempted to take Mahomes. Lamar Jackson's always going to scare me a little bit because I don't like taking a quarterback early anyway, and he's still frail, slight built. I'm waiting for that one big hit where he doesn't get up from, you know, where he gets hurt. You know, So that's what I'm always going to worry about with Lamar Jackson here. Plus, I need to see him work on that deep game, throwing the football. He still has issues throwing outside the numbers here. So I need that before I can really make that kind of big-time pick in a one-quarterback league uh, for Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm all, listen, I'm of the belief you wait on quarterback. I want to load up on my raw running backs here. We know they're going to run out. Like I said, I'm looking at a list here of my rankings. Really, after 18, 19 running backs, it's dead. It's just, it's just hit hope. You're taking guys you're hoping they're going to start, hoping they score some touchdowns. And those 18 guys are going to be gone no later than round three. And I think before even before that most leagues here, quarterback, listen, we all want Jackson, we all want Mahomes. But after that, you have 15 guys I wouldn't mind getting. Any one of those guys I would take, this is why I'm going to wait on quarterback forever unless there's always value with somebody. If you play, I play in a league where everyone's thinking like I am and Mahomes is still there at the end of round three, round four, yeah, the is telling me, all right, I should probably take him. If Lamar Jackson's there at round five because everyone's waiting on a quarterback, then the value is telling me, all right, I might want to take a quarterback here and forget my normal strategy of waiting around 8, 9, 10. You know, that's just what value is of when you take a player. But odds are I would never take a quarterback, and I would advise everybody else not to take a quarterback in the early rounds. Wait, grab your running backs. That's where you're going to hate your team later on.
4: Yeah, and you know what? I'm, I am still am curious about, and I will probably ask you on the other side, after we get people set up. um, with this Bucks Magic game, kind of about the approach there with wide receivers, waiting, running back values in round three and four. Uh, but we will let people know the Bucks lead 70 to 43 at the half. We did say that that team had the potential to score 70 here in the first half. They did just that. Uh, they are big time favorites, though, 27 and a half points. Basically, uh, the half here is a pick them. The total is 225 and a half. Uh, we will hit the break. We will come back. We will let you know if there's any leans there and continue to get you set up for Major League Baseball and a little bit of fantasy talk, because fantasy leagues are way closer than most realize. We'll come back more in-game live.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple
4: Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We are live right here on the grid. Kevin Walsh and George Kurtz. George, 70 to 43. I have to bust out the handy dandy calculator. Otherwise, I will get this wrong, uh, though the math is. Probably right there in front of me. Right, so we're at what? 2.26. So you it. Okay, okay. I mean, we're all right. Yeah. So, so you need basically a
5: repeat, right? That's the thing. To get your you, own. You, yeah. So but you tell me. What, what, our, what happens in blowouts, Kev? I mean, do we see, so, do we normally see where they're going to score as many points? Is it as e- or is it easier to score points? Because ah, we don't care anymore. We're not playing a tough day. So here's oh so, okay.
4: Magic one game one. They had no business winning a single game in this series. I say that I as someone that. who bet. Yes. I'm, this is someone who bet the Bucks the sweep, right? Like, I, I truly that believe too. that they had no. Yeah, <laughs> gosh. Yeah, what are you going to
0: do?
5: See, I do uh, listen. I know more basketball from watching, uh, from cutting in-game live from Ferrell, yeah. Dave, and Cam. It's amazing. I know more, I know more basketball than I've ever known and uh, i laugh of course i'm rooting for you to win but uh of course i feel like most of our listeners when i'm doing the uh, when, I'm, when i'm doing the clipping of in-game live i hear you and scott wetzel uh, talking and yeah uh, i guess the way you phrase because you don't you don't look upset i know you have to be because i know i'm upset when i lose mm-hmm. but the way you do it it's like uh, it, it's almost humorous when things don't go uh, your way even though we all want, want everyone to win i want kevin yeah i want kevin to win i want scott to win i want gabe kevin. i'm not for anybody to lose i'm like i get a percentage of it
4: yeah of course no i i know that there is something about the way i handle my gambling losses that that is entertaining because it is consistent in my life george that people find it entertaining so which i guess hey <laughs> we're here to we're here to entertain as much as we are to give advice so uh that's I'm not what, sure that, what that that's says what about
5: you or about us but yeah you're, you're right I, there is something i don't i guess it's the way you talk or the way you're smiling through it but yeah. it is you're right it is Entertaining is—I don't mean that in a mean way. It's just like when because yeah. usually when I clip the show, it's by the way I clip it after midnight, so it's well after the games are over, and yeah. uh, it's—I just find myself laughing, and I, I know I shouldn't be because I know if I was on the other side, I wouldn't want anybody laughing at me when I'm losing money. No, I don't. I don't. I don't take offense to it. The only thing
4: that will drive me crazy is um, my two brothers occasionally love to Monday morning quarterback my bets. They'd be like, yeah, how did you do this? And I'm like, you know what, man? Like, I had Donovan Mitchell over 20, under 29 and a half. He scored 30. Will you stop telling me I'm an idiot, okay? I lost by a half a point. I don't need this. I'm already annoyed. And then, so it, But you know what? Look, at the end of the day, as long as nobody's mean about it, I want people to laugh. I want people to enjoy it. Because at the end of the day, I get up. I get as high as anybody when a bet, a bet hits. But, yes, it'll, it'll come down when it comes down. When it comes to the half-year, George, this is tough. This is tough because the Bucks scoring 140, right, that's ridiculous. Now, you would think that the Magic are going to shoot a bit better. Here's why this is interesting. So the Bucs, uh lose game one, and then they come out in game number two, and they absolutely put the brakes to this team for three quarters. But then they go, okay, we're done here. The Magic are like, no, you're not. Cut it to nine, right? That's just kind of what, like, they continuously have shown that fight. Now the Buck shot 64 percent from the field, 56 percent from three and 50 from the I mean, they shot very well except for the line. The magic couldn't have shot any worse. If I had to play it, George, this is I'm not going to. If I had to, I would bet over because there were only 14 first half free throws, and in an NBA game, you'll get closer to 35 to 45 free throws. So if we just if these teams are a bit more aggressive and the refs are willing to blow the whistle a little bit more then you should just on free throws alone have a bit more life but I'm not overwhelmed with this number really
5: Yeah I'm sure well the NBA works like any other sport here where we all we all prefer overs rather than unders and the main reason mm-hmm. for that is well you can win that bet at any time so as it goes over, you want when under you always have to wait till the end of the game and generally sweat it out. Uh, that's true of baseball, football, hockey. I know I prefer betting overs rather than unders. Uh, I seem to have more luck with overs than unders here. So uh, I mean, when we first started talking about it, I think when there was like six minutes left in the half, I was leaning over, and then, I, then it, the under came in because I, the magic were playing so poorly. I mean, awesome. this they, was they looked like they were. This looked like to me like a regular season game that they weren't interested in. Yeah, weird for a playoff game. And I do wonder if that affects, once again, I, I go by other sports, how it affects the athlete's mind if they already think the game is over. We lost. We're down 2-1. We're going to be down 2-1. What are we going to do in game four? head's not even in the game anymore because you're worried about other things here. So uh, that's going through my mind as well here that I like the point you brought up about the free throws. Once again, average for an NBA game, 30 to 35. We're only at 14. We should get more. Once again, that could be free points, and I'm probably going to need that here. So I think I'm going to go with the the over as well. I would mean, it will be a small thing. Nothing big. Yeah. Uh, just just to have something I can root for at the end. Uh, of as game For the next hour and a half. Right. its it'll be nothing that can break me. You know, I mm-hmm. am plus money for the week. And I'll still be plus money no matter whether I win or lose this one, too. So uh, I'll go with the over. I'm to, I think it was 228, but it's still. I think right or was it lower? Was it a little bit lower than that? No, it's 225 and a half. even later, was bad. I was... I was
4: it's double. Yeah. Like I said, we need double. Yeah, you need. That's all they did. They just doubled You need a repeat, right? But you understand the idea that the Bucks just come down a bit, but the Magic should come up a bit. More free throws, though. Can
5: help everything.
4: So I think that that I works, too.
5: Stop firing and starts smishing.
4: Yeah. Team totals are. In. Wow. The Bucks team total is 126.5. I can do that. That's 56.5. Like, I'm not again. I'm. I'm. I don't. Ooh, that's low, though. Like, I was. I was kind of reading up. Like, they were due for some very uh, positive regression here, kind of in their offensive performances, and and they certainly got it in the first half. But like, I just wonder if they really try and put the screws to this team because they've continuously let them show more fight than Milwaukee. But I. I. I won't click it. It's minus one twenty-five for a reason. But it's another spot where I'm not mad at isolating because what? Because it's 56 and a half for them, and then for the Magic it's 55 and a half. So, do they have third quarter numbers? Let's see that. The Bucks laying a point and a half in the third quarter. Eh, no, but no. Orlando should fight. I think I think you're you're spot on there, George. I, I think the the best way to play just take a blanket over and hope for some more free throws and and a little bit less defense from the Bucs, I I think is a a fair way to go. I want to get back to what we're talking about, though, with fantasy football, if I may. Because I think we've... And we both have kind of come to the decision, uh, me and my buddy who run the team, that we are going to go the um, Christian McCaffrey route. What we are still kind of figuring out is, what's the ideal 13th pick, right? We have a couple of ideas, right? I've mentioned to him... You know, oh, Derrick Henry, that'd be a total dream. Could you imagine? But you always want to take the best guy on the board, George. But this year, specifically in fantasy, and maybe you read it differently, does feel like it it feels as if there is very much so an an obvious gap between the early back and even just these mid-round backs, where wide receiver feels incredibly deep. Do you think it's a mistake if I went into the, thir- the 13th pick saying I am taking a running back period?
5: Well, I, uh, the only part of that sentence I would disagree with is period. You know, I have no problem going into uh, the 13th pick thinking running back. None at all. And there's a lot of leagues where I would do that. Generally, what I do is this. I would write down my, thir- my top 13 players in the order you have them ranked in. And just cross them off and take the next best one. That's what you thought going in. Why change it? Why change your philosophy because uh, some guys got taken out of order? You know, it'll happen. Everybody does. But if you have your top 13 players and you know you're taking McCaffrey, there's nothing wrong with going running back, running back. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, most of us would prefer that because, once again, you already said it. Running back is shallow. Wide receiver is deep. Very deep. You'll be fine taking your wide receiver that's what, 36, that'd be your next pick after this, and getting your first wide receiver, you'll probably end up with a guy, for your number one guy, and Beckham wouldn't shock me, by the way. Uh, He's a top 15 wide receiver. I would take him as a number one or top two running backs in every league. Uh, You might end up with someone like, eh, maybe one of the Rams guys, Cup or Woods, whichever one you prefer. You know, it's a little further down the list, but you're okay. But the thing is, after that, you're still going to be okay taking wide receivers after that. You know, Stefan Diggs is the top 30 guy. He may end up being your number two. That's fine. Will Fuller, you're fine with him as a number two in Houston if he can stay healthy, of course. But at 13, overall, like I said, McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Cook, Kamara, sorry, Henry, they're gone. That's six guys gone. I imagine Mike Thomas and Devontae Adams are gone. That's eight guys are gone. So who are the other four guys that are gone? I would think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, has so much pub right now that he's not going to be there. People are going to grab Mm. him. Miles Sanders, I don't think he'll be there, although the injury that he's out week to week now could scare some people. Nick Chubb could be staring at you. Last year's rushing leader, Cleveland Browns. Whatever you might think about Baker Mayfield, and he's got his issue, big mouth and all. The offense is good. Yes, Kareem Hunt being there, you know, you hate that because he's a good running back in his own right. But I think Nick Chubb could very well be there. Aaron Jones, every running back we name now we're going, have, we're going to have warts. Aaron Jones, yes, yeah. they drafted a running back. We still got Jamal Williams. We can go this with every guy here. Austin Eckler, smaller back. But, man, if he's there, I have to give him some love. You know, and there are other guys that, you know, the veterans, Le- Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, I'm probably not taking them. But I think if, if Hilaire happens to be there, I don't think he will be. Kenyon Drake, depending on what you feel about him. Nick Chubb. I might put Josh Jacobs in this list as well. One of those four guys I can guarantee you will be there. Guarantee yeah. you. My question will be to you, and you'll have to answer this, would you rather have one of those four guys, whichever one, pick out whichever name, or DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill? You know, that will be where uh, – and by the way, you you can play the same game with the wide receivers, by the way. We said every running back I just mentioned has warts. Or does mm-hmm. Hopkins have a ward here? New team, Kyler Murray. Who knows? Julio Jones always has the foot issue, right? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill has a hamstring problem now. Was hurt last year, so if you go play with everyone has warts here, then why not take the running back? Because we know they're going yeah. to run out. You'll be okay at wide receiver by waiting.
4: Yeah, I, I think it's a good point. Um, that's kind of the thing there. Like you know, as you were going through it, it kind of it, it's what I've been having to do a lot of of where, you know, the name Julio Jones. DeAndre Hopkins, or even a Devontae Atten right? It's like I trusted so much more than that Eckler, Chubb, Jacobs group. It's when we come back around to that next round where, you know, you kind of start to ask yourself some more questions. I want to continue this conversation a little bit more. Our number three, guys, we will go full preview mode, all the baseball games, rest of the NBA games, the NHL game that we have tonight. We come back, a little bit more fantasy football talk and an update in Bucks magic here on In Game Live.
1: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: We are live. We are right back here on In-Game Live. It is Kevin Walsh and it is George Kurtz. Update in the NBA 80 to 50, the Bucks leading the magic. Uh, this one is totally out of hand. 30 and a half is the live spread there. Uh, the total of 223 and a half is kind of where it was pregame. It's where it was at the half. Uh, the biggest story, uh, aside from James Ennis and Marvin Williams being ejected, is the performance that Giannis is putting on right now of 26 points on 9 of 10 shooting. Uh, he's kind of one of those guys that almost feels like every other game he'll give you some kind of record. Uh, he had the first 2020 game uh, in Bucks history since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm sure he's here now with another all-time performance, most points on the most efficient shooting, something like that. But uh, we've kind of started talking some fantasy football here. And, yes, it is a conversation that very heavily applies to my own situation. Uh, some of this, though, I do think can help, uh, people, out, can help people out there as well. Uh, and, George, as we've talked this out, you feel like maybe potentially you found what you think the correct answer might be.
5: Yeah, I think uh, in your situation, you have the 12 and 13. You know you got McCaffrey. If one of those running backs, I mentioned the top eight guys, uh, Mm -hmm. Barkley, Barkley, Elliott, Cook, Kamara, Henry, Sanders. I'll put Hilaire in here as well. If one of those falls to you at uh, 13, I'm taking that guy. Mm -hmm. If not, I think you might end up with Devontae Adams. I want Thomas or Adams. I think Thomas will be gone. I think Adams might be there for you. I'll take one of those two wide receivers. If – You didn't get one of the top eight running backs I just mentioned. If Thomas and Adams aren't there, I think your choice comes down to your philosophy. Top tight end? Do you want to go uh, Kelsey, Kittle, whichever guy you like? I have no problem with either one. If not, I'm taking uh, the next best running back on my list. I'm not going to go one of the other wide receivers. I'm not going to take Hopkins, Jones, Hill. I'll pass. I'll I'll wait uh, on the receivers here. So I'm uh, assuming you don't get one of your top eight running backs, and I don't think you will. And let's say Mike Thomas is gone. As soon as Devontae Adams is not there, I want Adams if he's there. But if he's not there, I'm taking one of the top uh, running backs, whatever, whatever guy you have on your board, which on your draft list. If that's Kenyon Drake, Chubb, Jacobs, Eckler, I'm fine with any of those guys. I think you know in this kind of in, – really in any league, you want your running backs. You can get two mm-hmm. top running backs. You, don't, you no longer have to worry about a running back now. I'm sure you're going to draft yeah. others, of course, but you no longer have to worry about it. That, it's the hardest position to fill in fantasy football by far you, know, you can you'll find your quarterback you'll find more receivers later tight ends in you'll find later but running backs are going to run out and they're probably going to be gone pretty much by the time you go again so i think yes. i will take that guy i would probably lean towards nick chubb and all the guys i mentioned here but if, if anyone mm-hmm. likes drake better i'm not gonna i'm not i'm not enough to argue with you to fight with you about it it's personal choice here aaron jones probably scares me a little bit because jamal williams is there and they draft a rookie too you don't draft the rookie and not play him. They're not going to redshirt him. He's going to play there. So that's a, sort of a three-headed monster there. Uh, but I'm going to take my running back here. I want to make sure that position is solidified.
4: Yeah, that's kind of where I've been leaning, George. Um, I think there's a world where Jacobs could be the guy for me from that group because they're talking about more password for that. him. I don't think there's anybody there that Gruden would like he, at all more than him. He was awesome year no. one. I will say. And again, I'm very much so kind of using the context of my league here. I think I've got a shot at Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think so. Because the name value of Hopkins and Julio, I think, can push them up the board. And the lack of name value with a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, like, let me ask you this, right? Because you've mentioned it. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has gotten a, a lot of pub, right? Is Collider
5: DeTlaire on that board a no-brainer? I am not as high on him as some others. And when I say that, by the way, I mean as a first-round pick. I mean, a top-eight running back. I think it's a little a little nuts to assume he's going to be this kind of guy. Yes, we love yeah. the Kansas City offense. You know, they're going to score a million points. I, I get that. But there are some other backs that are there. You know, the fact that Daniel Williams decided to opt out certainly helps. But they're not going to forget about darwin thompson deandre washington darrell williams i like hilaire but trusting a rookie running back on this kind of offense is he gonna be the touchdown guy is he gonna be the goal line guy we don't know that andy Reid does like to mix it up a little bit i have no problem at 13. i just i'm just not going to take him top eight as others well have mentioned here i'm not big on miles sanders either i don't think i don't think this guy lasts the season he's already hurt now i don't think he's gonna play 16 games like you're over under there's probably 11 and a half as far as how many games he plays so that worries me about him so well uh, we listen everybody you can talk to anybody, any answer. We're going to give you different rankings. We all have our personal beliefs, our personal biases, whatever it might be. So I'm not quite as high on Hilaire. And you may be right that in a uh, you know a home league, he may slide a little bit more than an, uh, you know, an expert league or an analyst league, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't think – personally, I never thought anybody's an expert. We're all analysts. That's really what we are. Uh, an expert's mm-hmm. a doctor. You know, let's face it. As a fantasy <laughs> guy, if we're right, 70, 70, 70% of the time, we're considered God. 70%. If my doctor's right, only 70% of the time, I'm dead. All right? not a lot. Uh, I, I like that.
3: That's true. I don't want my yeah, No, no, out. no. You know what?
5: I cut the right thing about 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Uh-huh. Like, hey, yeah, do better.
8: Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do
5: better. Study harder, buddy. Right. Where'd you please, go to med please. school? Uh, yeah. So that's um, the way I look at it. Man. But uh, I think listen, either way, no matter what you do, I don't think you can screw it up. Let's, let's put it that way. I don't think there's any way you could screw it up, unless you start to take. I don't know. I'm going to take Michael Gallup as my uh, my first. That very much,
4: George. I know for a fact that if I said that same sentence to you in almost about any subject, you would be like, "Do not say that to me." Now I'm not just you know don't don't say I can't screw it up. You never know what what could possibly go wrong. Let me ask you this though. One. Let me ask you another question here on Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Because I think if I had to say whether I land closer on the high or the low side, I'd probably be closer to the high side. That has to do with him being a first-round pick. Like, people got excited about Keyshawn Vaughn, who nobody heard of, just because they were so low on the Tampa Bay back Like He wasn't even drafted high. Like, if Clyde Rinsola was drafted around three or four, I'd understand the, like, oh, I don't know type of thing. Like, they took him in the first round. This is the other question I'll pose to you. If I start with McCaffrey now again I, people will just say look just take the best player
5: uh, okay fine right but let's say i have two players that i find similar ceiling or floor okay that's an interesting question now I, i'm a bpa guy as well i generally go for best player available and if it's close i think you're going to go a different direction if it's close i think you're going to go position i'm going to go wide, wide, wide receiver generally but mm-hmm. if we are talking ceiling or floor I mean, I think the answer for you is easily. And for me, it'd be the same thing. Well, we're gamblers. Mm-hmm. All right? Generally, we want the uh, ceiling guy. All right? We're going for the high upside. The only time that would uh, change for me. Now, you're playing in a home league. I'm, I'm not trying to be uh, boastful here, conceivable. But you and I should be better than most everybody in a home league. So you mm-hmm. might say, you know what? I don't need to take chances. And if this does come to play. I don't need to take chances. I'm just, I want to take what I know. Uh, I like this. Oh. There's uh, a phrase I like to use. Shows my age, but I like to be able to take a player and look at the back of his baseball card or football card, and know exactly mm-hmm. what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see what he's going to do. He does the same thing every year. You know, that I can rely on that. Now I know what I'm getting here. Why should I take the chance? I do take more chances in expert leagues or analyst leagues because I think I may have to because I'm playing with 11 other guys who know what they're doing. No one's yeah. going to make any mistakes. You know, so I do take more chances there. So I think uh, the fact that we sort of have to play against ourselves, we are gamblers, which sort of leads us to take more risks, more of the high ceiling guy. But if you're looking at your team, the way your team is going to set up right now, I got McCaffrey, I got another great top 13 guy. I'm not so sure why you're taking any chances. I you yeah. to be looking for guys who are just going to groove it right down the middle and take guys you yeah. know what they're going to perform at. I would be, I wouldn't take any high risk chances. How about that?
4: I think that's fair. This is the the reason though, right? Like. Typically, I think that people would say Clyde Edwards Hilaire, high ceiling, right? Maybe a Nick Chubb is a high floor, right? Because he's been so consistent. I don't know if that's true. That's kind of my problem with this running back group. Dream Hunt's involved, right? We're worried about the Miles Sanders injury. The Chargers stupidly don't realize that Austin Eckler should be their lead back, despite the fact that they just paid him this offseason. That's kind of the thing with this running. Like, that's why I'm praying that Derrick Henry just lands there. Just, like, that's a no-brainer, right? Just dark hard, should not be on the board. Take Derrick Henry, but that's fool's gold. That's fool's gold that Derrick Henry would fall to me kind of in that spot. I'm going to be picking out of this, like, DeAndre Hopkins' new situation, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, high level back, Miles Sanders, can he be a workhorse? Should I be worried about Kareem Hunt? Is Josh Jacobs taking, taking the step forward? You know, what in the world is going to happen in Green Bay? Type of group.
5: I think. Listen, if Henry's there, you got a gift from God. Yeah. I don't. I don't expect him to be there. He's that. He's in that group where I mentioned. I think he's definitely gone. Once again, it's a homely. Weird things can happen. We have seen this in every league This is why people can't get thrown. Now, in this case, what we're talking about, this would be a good throw, right? You, oh my God, mm-hmm. Henry's there. Yes, click, got him, take him, live draft, uh, Henry. You know, uh, most of the time we get thrown by. oh, I can't believe he just took my guy. <laughs> you know, and you get thrown. Oh, that was the last running back in this tier. What am I going to do? Yeah. You know, and that, that's what really throws people. In this case, it'd be a happy throw. Uh, I don't think so. I Listen, McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Cook, Kamara, Henry, those are my top six. I don't think there's any way one last the thirteen. Like I said it could happen, it, and I guarantee mm-hmm. you in some leagues it will happen, by the way. They're not all going to go top six, and there'll be a smattering of leagues, but Henry does go at 13 for whatever reason. You know, people are just yeah. passed up on him. But I don't think... You're going to get that lucky. If you do, then your decision is made for you. Right? you got a guy. Yeah. We, we worry about Henry a little bit because he's a, he's a truck. He's Joe Campbell from back in the day. It's what he is. Mm-hmm. And an injury could happen at any point here. But you're not worried about anybody taking any of his playing time. They don't have anybody. Evan's the rookie. Eh. You know, he, he's a smattering here and that, Smattering there. You know Henry's the goal line guy on every goal line play there is. We all uh, are big on Henry here. If he's there, God bless you, Kevin. And listen, you're drafting next Saturday afternoon. I have a home draft. I just checked Saturday night, so uh, he's there for one of us. But I'm not banking on him. I also have the twelfth pick in the in a league. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we can uh, we can compare. I can compare notes. Uh,
4: I actually won't be here next week because I will be at the draft. Uh, I will send you some live updates though, George, uh, as it is going. I do not know who. I assume you'll be here. I don't know who you will be alongside. Um, but I will send you the live updates. But most importantly, I will be here. Who knows? Yeah, uh, wouldn't bank on it. But I will be here for hour number three, which is coming up next, where uh, George and I are going to get you set up for the rest of the day. Three NBA games to talk about, one NHL game to talk about. Actually, we still have a quarter um, of another NBA game that we can touch upon, though not much doing there. Uh, and we will of course then get you set up for the rest of this packed. Major League Baseball slate that starts at 4 o'clock. We do have you set for those 4 o'clock games, but a lot more baseball
3: to go when we come back. It'll be hour number three of In Game Live on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host